Good morning, good evening, and good night. Welcome to, to the, the Get, Get Up, Up Podcast. That was fire. What's going on, my guy? Ah, we back. We got. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a month and a half. Yeah. Look, we're in a local location. Yeah, we are in a location. It's my new, uh, my new house. There was no video posted for the last one because uh, he didn't want to send it to me. Yeah, but we will talk about that later. Anyways, <laughs> we're in my new house. Um, the studio is still being built up, but. God is good. Yes. And uh, we've been just receiving mad stuff. Oh, my God. For the past, like, month. And uh, we, were <laughs> we were literally like, bro, we need to do this pod as fast as we can. So ASAP. We're here. Yes. So, today, um, I think we're going to run it a little differently than how we did last time. A little different, yeah. Last time, it was kind of like just an introduction to us. Yeah. And Really, you guys just got a whole bunch of my they life. Got, y'all got this whole man's life. My whole testimony. Yeah. And uh, trust me, you're going to get Joe. Oh, yeah. Y'all get some of me today. But um, I feel like something that's super important that we get into. So we got two cool topics to run in. Yeah. And I want to talk about influence and... Intentions. Yes. Influence and intentions. And like, we live in a society right now that... It's influencer culture. Yeah, so you know, you got TikToks, you got your Instagram, you got your YouTube. It's a lot of um, a lot of a lot of consumption from right people who you don't even know, right? And then you're learning so much and doing. And sometimes we repeat a lot of the things that we see, and that somebody's just influencing the entire world from behind the screen. So it's crazy. So I wanted to ask you some questions. Hey, what's up, bro? What do you feel like are some of like the major influences in your life? In my life? Yeah. Well, I'm a musician, so um, really good musicians have a lot of influence in my life. So like my boy, Justin Rivera, uh, Himal Shout Hernandez, out. Um, you know, Javi Keys, you know, Javi Keys, Javier and his brother, Hanelito, those guys have a lot of influence on me musically. Um, why? Because they're good. They're good at what they do, which is what we're going to touch on later. Is, um, one of the sectors of being very influential Influential is when you're really good at something. And then the other thing is, I think I'm very influenced by people with money. So it's like uh, I read a lot of Robert Kiyosaki stuff and listen to a lot of Robert Kiyosaki stuff. And Omari listens to Dave Ramsey. But Dave right. Ramsey. I mean, I think they're both good. I just think that if you're... Somebody with a lot of money, you're telling me how to manage my money. I think I'm going to listen to you. Um, but now, deeper in my life, more personal, I think my wife influences me a lot. Um, one, because... She's my wife. wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my wife. Now, um, and also, I think my spiritual leaders around me, and I'm not necessarily church leaders, but people that I see in, the, in authority that God has given them, um, like guys like Omari influence me. Um, even guys at work influence like you okay. know Rob and Bobby Woods and Bobby Woods. They we're gonna get them on the pod. Yeah, I'll see, but okay, I'll see and, Bobby. You know, like our, our our you know our bosses and stuff like guys who are very not even just motivational, but they've literally been from the ground up. I have a lot of influence in my life right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. I ask because like I don't know. I always wanna. I guess I don't really get to that. Yeah. Of what makes. 
Joe. You know what I mean? What makes Joe? Yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah, that's like I said, I'm a musician. So I mean, I've been a musician since I was young. How does that shape like the way you look at the world, though? As a musician, yeah. Well, I play at church and I worship at church through music, and I think being a musician in church, that worldview is you see kind of everything because I, I see a lot of hypocrites, a lot of guys that just do it for the money. How long you been worshiping in church? Uh, I mean, I've been I started worshiping in church like on a team, a worship team, when I was like eight. Eight, okay. I was yeah. playing congas, bro. Wow. So I remember, actually, I remember um, my boy Isaiah, right? He was my little homeboy from church. Right. And we're on the, we're like in the in the crowd, basically. And they're doing the praise and worship. And I'm literally looking at him. And I'm like, bro, like we used to play like the little tambourine. And we used to have competitions per song. Who could play the tambourine better? So I remember one day, yo, bro, the, the guy, the, the conga player wasn't there no more. So I was like, yo, one day. I'm gonna be up there with the worship team. That's gonna be fire. I was like eight years old, bro. Right. And then one day I asked the word the 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 music director. I'm like, hey man, you know, think I can, you think I can play? He's like, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, sure. Like I'm the pastor's grandson, so like they're not gonna not tell gonna me no. no right? <laughs> like, they're definitely gonna tell me yes. So I liked it. I was terrible at it. I couldn't really play on time. Uh, little by little, started playing a little better. Um, then at ten years old, the the drummer at the time. Got put on like discipline. Like I sat down for like three months, and they were like, "Hey, bro, you do try to play drums?" I would watch him. I'd never played drums in my life, and I actually can hold a beat. Like I actually held it down. Right. And they're like, "Oh, bro, you know you could play on Saturday because church is Saturday, Saturday service was a service for us." And started playing drums, loved it. I sucked, but then I got better. And then the piano player was going to college, and then they're like, "Yo, Joe, you know you could pick up music." So. Go learn how to play piano. He literally taught me the C scale, and I had to learn the rest on my own. Just go get so it. So from when I was from when I was eleven till now, which on Monday is literally gonna be ten years. What? So it's ten years of playing piano. Wow. In church, so yeah, bro. Okay, that's where I'm at right now. But um, that's changed. That's changed my life a lot because I've been in ministry from a very young age. But you know. All right, so this makes it makes me ask two questions because, on one end, I know growing up in church your whole life, yeah, definitely like without a shadow of a doubt, has an influence on you. Hundred percent. Um, the other end though, because like for myself, I'm a musician. Yeah, I've been playing guitar, piano, mm-hmm. singing since. Oh, I really like started for real, for real when I turned like sixteen. Yeah, okay. I'm 22 now. Mm-hmm. So what is that? It's like seven years. Yeah, just about no, no, six <coughs> years. So it's been six years now that I've been putting time into developing my craft. Mm-hmm. So you are at that ten, ten year mark. That's crazy. Which, bro, you which know the I ten thousand hour rule. You are nearing the, your first level of mastery. Which I think that I haven't taken advantage of the ten years. Right, but you know, look, you learn that. It's not about perfection. It's about progression. Exactly. So, the next 10 years, we go crazier. Oh, yeah. We're stupid. But um, I know for me, like, learning an instrument changed my view on what hard work looks like. Yeah. What um, progression looks like. Because I think 
like what I'm what I'm really want to get at is that because we live in an influencer society yeah. and we have the Instagram, we have the Snapchat, we got TikTok, we have Twitter, um, Facebook. We're kind of looking at that. We're judging people through a Snapchat. Well, a snapshot. A snapshot yeah. of their life. Again, when I see somebody vlogging on YouTube, I'm seeing literally the ideal version of themselves that they want to show to us. So yeah. what that did for yeah. me growing up is kind of like, oh, snap. I want to get like that. Yeah, not understanding like that, that they kind of went through a, a process. Mm -hmm. They might have been making videos for literally ten years before I even seen I mean, their first video. And just to make that point, for example, we talk about guys like Maverick City, right? Or all these groups. They've been doing that for a long time, time right? Like literally, I saw um, Chandler Moore had posted. Uh, he's like, "Yo, like we've been doing this worship thing. I've been doing this music thing for years." Right. And then eventually you got to the point that, you know, okay, here's the right audience or you invest enough and now you have enough to invest with. Now you really can promote a lot of things. And, and this is like, you know, like how can we, um, how can we only limit things to like, like, okay, some guy out of nowhere, like post something and now we're like, oh my God, like, oh, look at the car he's driving or, oh, he has a hit, a single or. Right. Like, bro, you don't know how many bad songs he's written. Because we obsess over the destination yeah. instead of the journey. But, again, that's off of the influence. Because, like, y'all probably heard this a billion times. We live in a microwave culture. So, like, me learning an instrument really started to begin to teach me. Like, oh, snap. Like, I picked up my guitar, and I felt like a baby in my hands. Like, my fingers are not doing what I what I need them to do. They're not. They're literally not listening to me. Yeah. So... I realized, okay, over the next three, four months, when I started to pick up the guitar, that, oh, there's a actual progression. Like, it doesn't sound all jumbled up when I start to play. Like, I can actually create chords. And, you know, that's tried to, to change my, my way of, like, okay. Because I'm somebody, when I was growing up, I used to just be good at stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, just naturally. And what would happen was, like, let's say it was, like, a class I wasn't good at. I just wouldn't try because I wasn't good at it. I'm like, you know, this does not... I, I need to be here at the end mm -hmm. when I get in here instead of go through that process. So it started to shift my mindset. Like instead of um, like wanting to be that ideal, perfect student or perfect version of myself, I can go through from the beginning and take baby steps and then learn yeah. and grow. Or that, that same thing I started to learn when I started to work out. Mm -hmm. So like for you um, – I can already kind of tell that that's done something for you, but like, what is it? What was it growing up in church like an influence for you? Well, like I said, my grandma was my pastor, right? Um, but my aunt was my pastor when I was born. Like when I was born in Florida, and then like we talked about last time, and my aunt was my pastor. Um, my mom was a worship leader; she still is. Um, I moved up here. I was in my uncle's church, and then my grandma's church, and I grew up at my grandma's church. And then I've always been involved with the worship team. And now at the church I'm I'm congregated at now, I'm the music director. So it's kind of like, like, um, some people might say like, oh, you don't know what it's like to not be in church. Or every approach that you've made is like, or every idea or opinion you have is because the church taught you a certain way. Right. And this is what you believe. Like, you don't believe in homosexuality and you don't believe in abortions because you were growing up in church. Right. So, I think that 
yes, I have certain beliefs because I grew up in church, but I've also what church has taught me to do is to find God on my own. So I got to ask because I know it get real in there sometimes. In church? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel no. like, like you get confronted, which is in today's culture. People don't like that. Like if I'm wrong, the church has no problem telling me I'm wrong. I want to, I want to go on the fullness. Like I want like a full vulnerable transparency here. Yeah. Because this is the stuff that we're trying to not to talk about. Yeah. All right. Because I, I kind of feel like when we're touch on this topic, there's a bunch of people who have grown up and had influences from the church in their life, but it was negative. Mm-hmm. You know, like we just spoke about some of the, the positive, some of the good. Yeah. I feel like, okay, me having a good moral compass, me having, um, you know, godly principles in my life. Yeah. Me uh, learning a skill set. Mm-hmm. That is like awesome stuff. Like if you serve at a church and boom, you're part of a production team. Guess what? You're picking up a new skill. Right. You you could literally be training with somebody who's been doing that for 10 years. And while somebody else is paying for college, you're there at the church learning under somebody who has the experience already for free. Exactly. So that's a benefit. But I feel like we need to talk about the nitty gritty. Like, what are some things that, you know, influenced you growing up that like. That was bad? Yeah. Oh, you want to go there? Yeah, like, because, you know, I want to talk about, like, bad influences. All right, so let's talk about it. The church is, especially the Hispanic church. Shout out to my fam. I love y'all. Love y'all. But y'all some religious people, y'all. Hey. I, I. I just, you know, that's just being real. I think that the Spanish church is Spanish church. And even like we can go even like some, some Southern Baptist churches be crazy religious. Yeah. Like I think that we're too dug up in religion. Um, I do think there's a lot of American church. I mean, I'm going to be period. Just, I grew up in Hispanic church. So that's why yeah. I can talk about it. But I have seen every church from every different nationality, every different denomination. It's religious. Like, it's, like, no relationship. It's all, you're going to hell because of X, Y, and Z, and that's it. Um, There's other churches that talk too much about grace. There's other churches that talk too much about deliverance. There's other churches that talk too much about healing and too much about this, too much about worship. It's all about just worship, and let's not really look for holiness. Or it's all about you have to come to church seven days a week. And, like, that's what I get went through. I went through the whole... Like, if I miss one day of church, like, I'm far from God. Mm. Or um, I went through... Which is a lie, by the way. Yeah, it's true. Just, like, not true at all. Um, or I went through the... Um, I went through the whole phase of, like, if you're on the worship team, you're kind of, like, God's favorite. And that's not true either. Mm. Which is Old Testament. Like, we're not, I don't believe in Levites. I mean, we can go up there if you guys want to go up there. But me, personally, I don't believe in that anymore. Because I feel like God, Jesus literally said, God is looking for true worshipers that worship in spirit and truth. So if you're, if you're a Christian, you better be on that list. Let me shout out Mike Signorelli on this. Because this hit me. And I just got to share to all my worshipers out there. Yes, sir. Um, he had a, he, this line was crazy. I mean, knowing and, Mike Signorelli, my man's probably went stupid. Okay. And... He was saying, like, all right, so we all know the story of Legion. Well, maybe you don't know, but... Legion, yeah. Yeah, there was there was Legion, 
And Legion was a demon-possessed man mm-hmm. that um, while Jesus was on his ministry, he's walking through the town. And Legion literally has an army of demons inside of him. Mm-hmm. So Legion runs up to Jesus and falls on his knees and begins to worship. The man full of demons was worshiping Jesus. Mm -hmm. That means even the demons have to fall at their knees and worship. Yes, they do. A lot of us, we're still dealing with our demons, and we feel as though now that I'm a Christian and I'm giving my life to God and I'm honoring God by worshiping him, that I'm already free. Bro, let's be honest. The demons aren't scared of you going to church to worship God. Nope. They're not. Demons nope. will let you go to worship, and they'll let you feel God, and they'll let you, they'll they'll ease off, they'll let you be emotional in the service, they'll let you run around, they'll let you scream, they'll let you shout, you can do all you want. The demons have no problem. They'll even sing the song with you. Right. They don't have a problem with that because, like you said, demons have to bow down to Christ. Right. But they have no problem. They'll wait at the door because right. after Sunday service, they know they can get <laughs> you right back. So that's the issue, and I feel like. Um, like we were talking about like tradition and going back to that. The reason why there's so many people that were that are like dug into like, oh my God, like I'm a Christian, I'm still going through this, or I'm a Christian, like still struggling with pornography, or I'm a Christian still struggling with drugs and um I can't stop smoking weed or smoking my vape, but like I still can go on Sunday service and be good. Right. And it's like it's like the reason why is because we grew up in church. Um, a lot of us that grew up in church, we have those issues mm-hmm. because we grew up in church and it's like, yo, you have to come to, to church to right. find God. Mm-hmm. You have to come to God's house to find God. Like, oh, y- your relationship with God, it, it's important that you come to church and you come to all the prayer meetings and come to all the visuals and come to all the Bible studies and come to all the stuff. Right. The Bible doesn't even talk about doing that. The Bible talks about the Bible doesn't even talk about them going to the temple all the time. Right. It talks about them getting together in each other's houses and fellowshipping with each other, breaking bread. Like um, um, my guy, Pastor Chris Allen, uh, broke that down. It was like the early church broke bread in each other's homes, spoke about the gospel, went out, got more people from the street, brought them into the houses, and just spoke about the gospel, and people were converting. You know what that is? Culture. Exactly. This is kingdom culture. And... But we're taught tradition. And what is Christ? You know what Christ says about that? He says, man-made tradition is the doctrine of demons. And this is where I, I thank you. Thank you. Yes. Because, look, this is exactly where I needed to be. Because reason I want to talk about influence is because influence is coming. It comes out of the culture. Yes. The place that you live in. And even our Christian culture is messed up. We need kingdom culture. Yes. And again, I feel like reasons that I'll be at church, right? And I'm sitting here, you know, I'm talking about just in generalities, like Mm -hmm. I'm battling with pornography. I'm battling with um, smoking nicotine, smoking weed. And we're saying things like I'm battling with. Yeah. And and we're we're saying that as a follower of Christ and we're supposed to be living free. Oh, I'm, I'm working through this. No, no, that's not how... God wants to free you. No. It's not an, an attempt. But again, saying things like this also, we'll sit here and we say, okay, as a Christian, Christians can't be demon-possessed. And you know what? 
You're right. You can't be possessed. But... Possessed, but you are demonized. Yes. And you are under the influence of demons. Yes, that, that spirit of addiction is a demon that is influencing you. Yeah. And sometimes that influences your best friend. Yeah. Sometimes that influence is your ex. Sometimes that it's your girlfriend at the time. It could be your parents. It could be the videos you're watching, the shows that you tune into. It's so many things, but the world around us has a culture mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that isn't that isn't trying to help you out. Yeah. It's influencing you. But then another issue is we have a Christian culture that's not that trying to, it's not helping you out either. Because if you have to hide it, if but I have just, to hide my sin, but it's not even so much. It's not even like this is the thing. I don't even think it's so much that the church nowadays is trying to tell you to hide your sin. I think it's that the church nowadays is telling you we don't want to see it. Right. So now, like for example, in my in my in my experience growing up in church, bro, I was in sin all the time, but I would make sure I showed up to all the prayer services, and I would show up to the vigils, and I'll show up to the retreats, and I'll pray next to my pastor, and I'll I saw a powerful man of God. Yeah, and I'll start speaking in tongues, and start ministering to, oh wow, you're on fire for God. But I'm like, bro, I'm going home and I'm jacking off. <laughs> like, bro, like this is no censor, bro. This is a hundred percent. No filter. This is exactly what would happen right. week in, week out. So now the issue is this, bro. Once I left my grandma's church is when I realized, oh, my God, I'm a, like, I'm so messed up. So now it's like in the church that I'm at now um, is not that different from my grandma's church. But the difference is I made the difference. Like, I don't, I don't have to show up for everything. Obviously, I do think, I do believe that it's important to congregate because that's biblical. I do think that it's important to show up to things and go to Bible study and go to retreats and do all that stuff. But I don't think that if I don't go to that all the time, I'm not, I'm lukewarm now. Right. Because now my relationship with Christ depends on me. I can be broke. I can go on fire on Sunday, son. I'll be fire on Sunday. And I can be in sin. All right. And I've done that a lot. So I, I love this spot right here. Because in your mindset, right? Yeah. There was a transition from just living in the influences yeah. that have been in your life mm -hmm. to intentionality. Because there was now an awareness. That moment that you had with God, oh, snap. I'm doing all these things. I'm serving in this way, but... I'm still jacked up. Yeah. You woke up. <laughs> Facts. There was a self-awareness in there. So then the next step here is how do I change what I'm doing on a daily? Mm -hmm. How do I change the way that I'm living, which is intentionality? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, well, all right, so let's bring it back to everybody. Mm -hmm. You have so many things in your life that, unbeknownst to you, are influencing you. Yeah. You're just And you just let it happen. Remember, faith is by hearing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether you read the Bible or not, you have to understand what you listen to and what you're consuming yeah. is what is going to influence you. Mm -hmm. It's what's going to shape and change you. So now that that's one thing. So now the next thing to move into here is mm -hmm. how am I intentional about what I'm consuming? How am I intentional about, about the things that I do on a daily yeah. I keep hearing that. Oh, how am I going to be intentional about the way that I'm living my I'm gonna life? Tell you, I'm going to tell you to be intentional. Okay. 
Christ talks about this in Matthew 6. That's what I mean. You've been studying Matthew 6 for the past like two weeks. So Matthew, Matthew chapter 6 is insane, by the way. Um, talks about like, you know, the our father that is in heaven. That that whole prayer right, is right, just right. the whole thing, right? Now in verse, uh, verse 22, we're talking about being intentional. We're talking about how do you change your intention? Okay. And also, this ties between intention and influence. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. Once you said that, I was like, oh, I have to go get it now. So, Matthew 6, verse 22. Bible. Yeah, like, <laughs> Mike, where's the Tim Ross? Tim Ross. Tim Ross be like, Bible. <laughs> so, look, <laughs> so, look, it goes, the lamp of the body is the eye. If, therefore, your eye is good, your whole body will be filled with light. Now, 23 says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Bro. Okay. This is crazy. Let me put it in layman's terms. Where is it at? It's uh, 22. Right 22. There. But I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm going to get there. Oh, you go. Okay. Oh, I'm going there. Read it. Read it. Read it. We're connected. We know what we're going to do. Okay. All right. So if therefore the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And we spoke about perspective earlier this week, right? Yeah. And I think perspective, awareness and perspective are very connected in a similar way, right? So perspective is the way you look at things, right? Mm -hmm. So me and Prince, um, we were were reading this verse, and Prince laid this on me, man. And I was like, dang, I never thought about it like that. So now we're going to read it the way he was about to read it. So the lamp of the body is the eye, your perspective. The lamp of your body is your perspective. Therefore, if your perspective is good, your whole body will be filled with what? Light. With light. And light is knowledge. Knowledge. Or wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. So now, if your perspective is bad, your whole body will be filled with darkness, which is? Ignorance. Ignorance. So if, therefore, the knowledge that you have is ignorant. What does that mean? So we have this phrase that we say, to know is to know that you know nothing. Exactly. So this is how you change your intentions. Right. When you know that you need help and you recognize, which when you recognize and you have that perspective, okay, I'm not going to change my perspective because a lot of people nowadays, their perspective of themselves is I'm a victim. This happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me and that's why I'm like this and right. that's why I'm like that and that's why I don't talk to people and that's why I don't do this and that's why I don't hang out with church people. And I'm going to get I'm going to be fair for you because everything in your life up until you you make this type of decision yeah is happening to you. It is. All the influences that you have, yes. you didn't choose. The family and, that you were born into, and that's the you didn't choose. So when you act like that and your perspective is like that, when your eye is like that, yes, that means that your knowledge of and your awareness and the light is hidden in darkness. Yes. So now when you change your perspective into something good, when your eye is good, when your perspective is good, and now you're looking at that's not happening to me. It's happening for, for me. me. Yeah. God let it happen so that I can learn. So now that's how you start to, okay, so, all right. So I grew up and, and church folk just talk bad about me. Or I grew up and I saw mad hypocrites in church. The pastor was talking about this and he's going to do this and this and that. Right. Or, or I saw the leaders 
trying to sit me down for this, but then they're talking bad about other people and they're gossiping. So, or I, like, I've seen the Christian kids at my school cussing each other out. Yeah, oh, I'm like, yo, don't you go to church? <laughs> and that was me, by the way. <laughs> Getting into fights. And so now, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you, we have the perspective, I'm like, man, like, man, these church people, they, they ain't not nothing. But then when you change your perspective to, like, okay, that's what they did. What does this say, though? Because when I read what the kingdom is, because everything Jesus talked about, Jesus didn't come over here talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus, he did them. But he didn't talk about it. He didn't preach that. That's right. not what he preached. The Bible said he, if you read what Jesus talked about, the kingdom of God is like X, Y, and Z. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is this. So now when you change your perspective until it's all about you and it happened to you, and you change your perspective until it's about the kingdom and why did God allow it to happen to me because of the kingdom, now you can have intentions. Okay, now I'm going to fast because I know I need God. Now what church taught me, church taught me, I need to fast. I need to fast for something so God can do it for me. I'm going to fast because God's, if I don't fast, God's not going to give it to me. Or I have to pray harder because if I don't pray harder, God's not going to answer my prayer. But how about the reason why your answer, your prayers aren't being answered is because you're not living in the kingdom. The reason why your prayers aren't being answered is because you're selfish. The reason why you're, you're praying two, three hours in the morning but you keep cursing everybody out in the day. That's why your your prayers aren't getting answered. Don't let me get started, man. I'm gonna start getting zealous for this joint. I'm because I'm gonna bring it to those because the thing who is never that, even prayed in their life. But what I'm saying is, there's people there's people that are that are doing they're doing like they're they're doing their daily devotional for God. That's fine, and I I'm a strong advocate for that because I do that. I do think you should pray and talk to God on the daily. Like the Bible says, pray without ceasing, right? So I do think you should separate time to be with the Lord and have intimacy with the Lord in the secret place, which is Matthew 6. I mean, Matthew 6 talks about if you do it in the secret place, God's going to reveal you in, in public. But again, also Matthew 6 says that you can't be like the, the religious people, that they like to pray in front of everybody. And that's what church taught you, that you need to pray when you're out loud and, and cry out to the Lord. And then you're in sin and you're doing that. And they're like, yeah, look at him. Look at him. He's on fire for God. And he's like, no, I've seen people that literally live kingdom principles and go to the Bible study probably like once or twice a month, go to the prayer services and they're, and they're on their knees. And, they're, and then when it's time for them to, to preach, it's like, yo, what? Like, I never thought that you, that he's like, listen, man, like, God just be just downloading stuff. <laughs> I'm like, you don't get no downloads, man. So, gave me mad. You're just <laughs> dropping bombs on I know, him. bro. This is going to be a hard podcast. <laughs> so, back to influence. Yeah. Influence follows success in an area in your life. Okay. So, a lot of the people that we look at that are influential to us, they're probably really good at something or they have something that you desire. So, again, like if we talk about in this age of influencers, yes, I think everybody wants mad followers. Everybody wants a big following on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, because with it comes influence. But, but why do people now want to have that? Because... The majority of people, because I think that the majority of people want that is because they see somebody else has it. Right. And, but you see, we always had this craving for status. Yes. People want to be more than they are. 
Yes. And that's natural. You know what I'm saying? But that, Jesus offers that, by the way. Right. Just when saying. when you have purpose, you don't need ambition. Like when I know what I was designed to do, I don't need to to run after something else. Yeah. But again, the world is going to tell you. And this is why I want I want you to see it clear as day. The things that influence you are the out of these two things. The next thing that follows influences wealth. Yes. So you're going to either look at somebody who has a whole bunch of resources cuz I could say wealth is is a lot of things. Wealth is attention, wealth is resources, mm-hmm. and wealth is money. I think another thing is freedom of time. So these are things that people desire. Yeah. If they have all of that and they have success in the area, that pretty much gives green light for people to influence you. Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 a pretty much a valid reason as to why a lot of people will listen to what somebody else is going to say. So I think something important here is that um, there's wisdom for for what you let influence you, which is off of what we were talking about, um, what you let into your eye. Yeah. I want you to, to know this. The words you say are a window into the world that you see. So sometimes you're influencing yourself with the things that you're saying. There's no intentionality do you think behind that, it. Do you think influence? I know. How about this? Let me word it like this. Do you think that your identity that you know or the identity that you identify yourself with has a role in your influence, how you influence yourself and also the intentions you make? Yes. Because, all right, if we go back to where I was at, before the way that I felt about myself I my my influence on the daily was was myself the conversations I had was with myself and I was actually very empowering to myself but you know the the problem here is I was too empowering I thought I was God <laughs> so I was telling myself that I could literally do anything I could have anything and I can bring anything I want into my life yeah. So that influence like that I was having on myself made me very prideful and like cocky about who I who I who I was. So yes, if you're not intentional about it and you don't know who you are, yeah, you're going to have certain different types of conversations with yourself. Like now my new identity is in Christ. There's certain things that come with that. Mm-hmm. I think the most recent thing that's been on me is the peace. Like that's been my most recent revelation that I have peace everlasting. Before I used to even though I was real powerful in my head, I was still dealing with anxiety and depression. At the end of the day, you know, I might have started off the morning super high energy and hype and giving telling myself affirmations and looking at myself in the mirror and building myself up, but at the end of the day I still needed that blunt. I still needed to go you know, take a hit and let the weight of the world off of me because I I felt like I was putting the world on my back, my world at least. Uh-huh. So the thing that's coming with my new identity is I have peace beyond understanding. I might be in a circumstance where this doesn't really like make sense for me to be calm like yesterday, bro. So we're driving. <laughs> we're this, driving. It was, a, it was a very interesting day. <laughs> we're on the way to work. Or to a store, and his right tire blows out. The front one, 
Right front tire blows out. Oh my god! That joke sounded. That didn't even sound like that. It was like, <laughs> that joke was bad. I yo, I was like, we were driving, we we're like talking, and we're like on what was it on Route Twenty One or something like that? Yeah. And all I hear is, and I'm like, what the heck? So, in the whole moment, I'm like, yeah, bro, that's your tire. Yeah, no crap. I was so, like, yeah, it smells like it. It so sounds like it. We pull over. We, oh you know, we, we had to fix and put the spare on, whatever. <laughs> we have the sense of mind to go and get a new tire right away. Yes. So, whatever. We get the tire. We probably spend like almost two to three hours doing all of this. Yes. Finally, whatever. Our job's pretty cool. They didn't, they weren't really honest or mad about it. So, we went and we got to the store that we needed to go to. We worked the whole day. Yeah. It's time, so we have a, a team night. So we're going to meet our team, and on the way back, <laughs> we the, just hit the highway, bro. We got on the highway, and we're worshiping, son. Literally singing and just laughing and having a good time. Bang! And then no. the left tire. That was the left front tire. Oh my god, that was so bad. The other tire blows up. Oh my god! But the whole time, we're laughing. Yeah, it was a good time. We the, had fun. The whole time we're laughing. We're literally on the side of the highway. <laughs> in the dark. The, in it's, the darkness. It's pitch black. Bro, no streetlights. There's no streetlights. Not one streetlight. I was it's, terrified. It's bro. literally just dark outside. And there's <laughs> a, check this <laughs> a huge, <laughs> huge 18 wheelers. I'm like, whoa, bro, we're going to die. This is great. We're over here trying to take the tire off and... And I'm like, yo, if I take one step back, bro, it's wraps. <laughs> bro, <laughs> like, I'm like out there waving. I'm, that I, look, look, man. I'm out here and I'm waving the flashlight around. Yeah, he's over here like, like oh my God, that's a good thing. So, <laughs> that, crazy. that was a moment, though, where I realized if I didn't have this new identity, I probably would have been stressed out. Stressed? And bro, angry. I would have been so bad. And oh I would have been like, why me? Yeah. But have it for us, bro. There's something that I, I, I honestly believe we probably if we didn't, there was probably something ahead of us. Yes, yes. And I think both times was the same thing. Exactly. I was like, Okay, God, this first one the first one, bro, right. when we had the first one, I was like, Yo, you know, like all right, if y'all met me a month ago, I probably would have flipped out and like went crazy. But yesterday I was like, you know what, God, all right. You know, it sucks, whatever, cool. But there's probably something way worse that was about to happen. Right. When the second one happened, I literally looked at Omari. I'm like, yeah, this so, yeah, we almost <laughs> probably almost died today. So thank God that we're alive right. and we're good, right? And so, you know, that's crazy. Things in your life, like, I had stuff happen to me dealing with my car way prior. Multiple times now. So I was like, okay. Well, your car went through a lot. Bro, bro It's a, it was a whole different car. Oh no! It was a whole different car. Oh, that the the, the old my one. Saturn. That's it. Oh god! Yeah, bro, that <laughs> 2001 Saturn, that my first car. A 2001 Saturn. Yeah, that car was fighting for its life the moment I got it, that's and I made it work for two to three years. So, give it up for me. But <laughs> the stuff that I went through that with that car, yeah, that prepared me for a moment like that yeah. to not even really be phased at all. And I've never had a moment this bad with my car. I was chilling. Like I've had a flat. <laughs> I've had a flat, bro. Like I walked out and my car like my car's on the floor. And then I drive to a thing. But for both tires to just pop the same day, bro, 
but the fact that the, that's what the Bible says peace beyond understanding right I didn't understand why I was that happy but now we're gonna talk about identity right this is the thing when you change your identity you change your perspective and I think when you change your perspective and you let God to change your identity it's crazy what did we talk about yesterday bro I was in the store and I was thinking I'm like man I heard a guy talk about um, the, the story when Jesus asked the disciples who do you guys think I am who do you guys say I am Peter goes <clears throat> Peter says well you're the son of the most living uh, the son of the high, most high God um, you're the you're the Christ the savior all this stuff and, and Jesus says well the flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you my father in heaven now therefore I don't call you Simon anymore I call you Peter bro when I heard that and then I heard it like you know we always read that story over and over and over and over again but the Bible is a, is a fountain that never stops. And I heard that. I heard it. I heard it this time. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Jesus changed Peter's name. And I'm like, and then I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, duh, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you read this already. But I'm like, but God has a, has a tendency of changing names. Yeah. And when we were in, in, the, in, the, in the garden, when Adam was in the garden, sin came in. And now I'm covering my shame because I feel like I'm ashamed. I'm naked. I'm this and that. Now I sinned against God and, and I'm, you know, I'm far from God and I'm not loved and I'm a sinner and this and that. And, and it's like, okay. And that's who I am. That's what I am. Legion was all of the things that they called him. Right. Legion cut himself. Legion tried to kill himself like over and over and over again. Couldn't do it. It was the, the Gadarene man. And, it's like we have all these names for ourselves and we try to identify ourselves because we have a bad perspective of ourselves and this is when your perspective is bad God is the Bible says that God is the father of the light and when you let your eye be good it fills with light right when you have the perspective of Christ in your life and you let God reveal to you who you are changes your name he changes your name from you're not you're no longer broken you're no longer not loved you are loved you are my son you are this you are that like god starts hello, to just peace hello, hello love hello hello joy exactly so now think about it like this jacob jacob means deceiver and he has this this face to face with god and God changes his name from a deceiver to Israel. And it's just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Right. How like my past or my perspective of how I am or the mistakes I've made or what I've been taught of how I think God is or how what people told me that I am because of apparently what God said. Now, when I change my perspective to what God actually says, then I change my name and God changes my name. To now I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places and I'm reigning with Christ and now I'm in Christ. I feel to say this, that if you've been feeling condemned, shame, guilt, anxiety, yeah. depression, fear, that's not your identity anymore. That's not, especially if you're in Christ. You are redeemed. 
Yes. You're made new. Mm-hmm. You're a whole new creation. And I think that even I think I think a lot of us that we grew up in church, we feel like that. Um, and I feel like the reason why we feel like that is because we grew up in this, and we grew up in the church or grew up around people that we're very close to the redeeming power of the blood. And all of a sudden, you've been in church for a couple, like for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. And now I'm still trying to get my walk right with God, but now you're the most holy person. So now, according to you, I have to fix myself. Right. Which, yeah, I need to fix myself. But Peter, well, Paul also says, do everything with love. Now, I know people take advantage of that and they think love is mean. Like, oh, no, let them do whatever they want. Salvation, this is the thing. Salvation is a gift, right? And we talked about being kingdom and changing our perspective towards a kingdom perspective, right? Salvation is a gift. Yeah. Christ gave you that in the position that you were. So if you were a sinner, he gave it to you in that position of your sin. So you could take your salvation. But now in the position to find the kingdom, you can't stay in that position anymore. But now in church, you're not taught that. You're taught you need to pray more. Like you need to come to prayer service. And you got to do all these extra things, which is you need to find God. You need to pray. Praying is important. Fasting is really important. And the only way you really can really find God is if you really want to. Because the Bible says, the Bible says, if you seek, you will find. But you need to want to find him. You need to want God. You need to want God. And there's an issue right now in this generation that not a lot of people want God. And I think that we, but we were, we were taught. The reason why we don't want God anymore is because we were taught that God was a certain way. And now we think, okay, like I can do whatever I want. And if I'm not in church anymore, I'm not going to have to worry about these people on my back. I feel like it's off of what you just said, though, because what is love? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is a, this is really an offshoot off of intentionality and perspective. And love is a lot of things. But love is not letting you do whatever you want. It's not. If you love me and I'm your partner, I'm not going to be okay with you cheating on me. Well, first of all, Christ said, if you love me, follow my commandments. Right. If you love me. Right. So I'm tired of everybody saying, well, I love God. But, you know, God's love and he lets me do it. No, no, he doesn't. Accountability is love. Yes. Self-discipline is love. Correction. Discipline, period, is love. Because the Bible says that a good father that loves his children will discipline his children. So that means God does love you, but he also doesn't want you wilding out. That's it. So also, uh, Tim Ross said this thing in Iraq me. He said, love has boundaries. Right. And love without boundaries is lust. Mm-hmm. Like that right there, bro. Tim Ross, if you listen to this pod, that junk rocked me, son. That's just crazy, bro. Like, lust is uncontrolled, like... Love with no boundaries. It's love with no boundaries. 
And I think that right now we don't we don't want boundaries with God no more because we're like, oh, he's an unconditional, reckless love. We like, don't want no. any boundaries. We don't want boundaries with God. And we say that God's love is reckless and it's, it's unconditional. God's love is unconditional to the fact that he doesn't care how many times you sin. He's still going to love you. But God but, also has rules and regulations. Exactly. He has boundaries. And commandments. God has boundaries. His love is... Bro, God is one of the most conditional gods I've ever... like. Safe can, love. Yeah. It's, I don't even know, bro. I don't know what people be thinking. <laughs> like, I just don't. I mean... It's in our it's like again, it's in our nature. Yeah. We want that lawlessness. We want freedom. And I get it. Like no, I really I really get freedom, like in the sense that you want to be able to do whatever you want. <laughs> but that's not freedom, bro. It, in today's society it looks like freedom, it, but it's in reality not you're being a slave to sin. You're trapped in your own yes. mess. No, you know what it is? All right, this is the illustration I have of somebody who lives their life saying, Oh, I want to be free, I just do want to do it. I'm just living life. Yeah, but you know what that is? This is the image that I get with that. Imagine you're. I'm in just a, going with the flow. Imagine you're in a jail cell with the door open. I'm living life. You're free. Technically, you're ready to go. Like, you can leave. Like, but you're like, you know, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, you know, I'm going to go out. You go outside. And you, but then you make sure that you make sure you come back to that jail cell. The door is open, though. But then. I can leave if I want to. Yeah, I can leave if I want, but I'm good here. No, no, let me set up. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna set up my little. I can stop right smoking if I want to. I can stop watching porn if I want to. I can stop texting that girl if I want to. Man. I can block her if I want to. For all your, for all the sisters too, you could block him if you wanted to. Y'all complaining about he hurt you? I don't need that chick. But you know, there's a lot of things that could have stopped happening if you just made the decision to stop it. What are your boundaries? But this is the issue: is that that liberty, freedom that you want. You're in a jail cell with the door open, but then there's gonna be a time where that door that door's gonna close, and you're not gonna be able to get out. And you're gonna be like, "Oh my God, I had so much fun in my twenties. I had so much fun in my thirties. I was partying. I was doing this and that. I was smoking, and, or and and sometimes it's not even so much about the, all that bad stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, I was just focused. I was just focusing on me. I was focusing on me. Right. I was trying to build myself. Like I, I, you know, screw everybody. I was, just I was focusing to, on my career. So I was focusing on my career, this and that. But now. That right there, oh my God, watch this. You know the Satanic Bible has the main slogan, do what you want. That's the line. It's do as you will. Do as you will. When here, in Matthew 6, it says, your kingdom come here as it is in heaven. Let your will be done here as it is in heaven. Your will, God's will, not mine. Jesus said, if it is your will, then I'll do it. See now, Kingdom culture. You want to know why we sit here and we're so easily influenced by the things around us, especially us like Americans. We grow up. I mean, most governments around the world right now are, are a democracy. You know? Democracy must. Or, you know, like, I mean, I think democracy is I think democracy is OK. I get it. It's but cool. it, it messed our mindset of as, as followers of Christ. It messes us up. We as, think that we can vote for what God's going to do in my right. life. We're trying to put our hands up, Man. but there, there's a there's a set of rules. Okay, if we can respect gravity and the up and down, yeah, we gotta understand that there's principles set out on there. And I'm gonna say this to the believer and the non-believer. Mm -hmm. Let's say you don't ever accept Christ in your life. Honestly, you know, I I, I would love that for you, but 
we're talking about influence and intentionality. You yeah. get to make your own choices. You make your choice. So this right here is important that you you just have to understand that there's laws set out on this earth, and it's not a a vote. I don't get to just pick and choose what it what it is. It is what it is. If I was the Queen of England, uh-huh. you would understand. If you went to England, I'm gonna tell them the story. Okay. You went to England, and let's say I'm a guy. I I have um. U.S. dollars. Uh-huh. I go to England and I convert my money pounds. into pounds. So yeah. I have, let's say, a thousand pounds now, right? Uh-huh. All the all the pounds have the face of the queen on them. So I'm going. I go speak. I go to a. Let's say I go to like a cafe or something, and I go. Why, why does all the money have the queen's face on it? They will then and go and say, because it all belongs to her. If I bought a building in England. I bought it, and the queen says, "Hey, we need the building for this. It's her building now. She can take the building and do whatever it wants. We don't get that concept in America. We don't. <laughs> we think we own things. Yeah. We think we own things. I think there's an underlying understanding that even if I own the house, I don't own the land. Uh-huh. But we could buy the land too, and have ownership. I'm here to tell you, never in your life." Will you own anything? <laughs> There's God. It all belongs to the king. Bro, this this is this is the thing. This let's really let's really dive into that kingdom that king thing, right? Watch Kingdom. This. All the pounds have the, the queen's face because it all belongs to her. Christ tells the people in the in the in the temple when the when the Pharisees ask him, Should we pay taxes? He said, Alright, cool. Uh, I like your I like your trick question because you think I'm gonna mess up. Watch this. Whose face is on the coin? Caesar. Caesar. Oh, okay. so give to Caesar with Caesar. So pay your taxes, do your thing, and give to God what is God. What is God's? Everything. No, no. But let's be more specific. You're talking about the face of the queen is on the bill, and the bill, all the bills belong to her because her face is on it. Who was created in the image of God? All of us. Go look in the mirror, man. You belong to God. He's never said this. I never said this. I just got <laughs> this joke right now. I'm about to start speaking in tongues, bro. That's crazy. Give to God what is God's. Look in the mirror. Give to God what is God's. And that is this perspective that you don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. And that's it. God can do with you whatever he wants to because you are in his image. Now, when you come to Christ and you start putting on Christ and now you look more like Christ, you are Christ's property. That's why he said, now that you have my image, go to all the nation and preach the gospel and spread the good news and make disciples of all nations. But you can't go until you're filled with, you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes down and what the Holy Spirit's job is to do is what we talked about in this image is that there's an image between you are a triune creature. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. Christ came to redeem your spirit. Because your spirit was dead. Yeah, I think you need to go on this. Yeah, we, this is, we, this is, 
I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna have to break that down. Break it down, relationship. Oh, we're gonna oh the next part. All right, so we're gonna get there. We're gonna but, get there. But you know, that's a little teaser for next pod. But the whole thing about the whole thing that your body is supposed to be a living sacrifice to God is not because you're supposed to kill yourself. Which technically, I've always said this. And I said this the first part. If God looks down. And he sees you running around, looks at the cross and sees Jesus on it. We have an issue because you're supposed to be on that cross. So now it's supposed to be the crisis on the earth through you. And since you have the image of the living God himself, he has ownership on who you are and what you do. Man, that, I don't know. man. That junk, that was a little heavy right there. I feel like I'm sweating. There's a lot of people that information like this has been presented to you before, but they tried to impose their belief on you. They tried to... It's a lot of people that don't read their Bible and then... It it could be the 100% truth, but they weren't loving about it. Mm. They cut you with it. That's tough. This is not supposed to. It's not supposed to be that way. Our influence is through impact. Hopefully, th- something that was said here on this pod yeah. impacted you, mm-hmm. and you could feel it in your spirit, your heart, your mind. If it touched you, just sit with it. I'm not. This is not like a call to action to do anything just yet. This is a to open your mind on something. I, I wanted us to talk about this stuff to give um, awareness. Yeah. Because, again, this is about influence and intentions. Mm-hmm. I think for the rest of your day, have an awareness of what you're letting influence you and make decisions with intention. And I feel like I feel like there's someone watching or a couple people watching that are Christian like grew up in church and left and if you want to talk me and Prince are always available um you you guys can reach out just message just message us DM DM anything if you have her email or whatever but one thing is for sure is that I know that God isn't far I know for a fact that God isn't far from you and we have this tendency of saying Holy Spirit you're welcome Holy Spirit's been there the whole time he's just waiting for you to realize that he's there you might have left church but God's been watching you and following you the entire time. And I just want to tell you that God loves you. He loves you for you. He wants to change you. But it's a teamwork. And in our next part with relationships, we're going to talk about teamwork between you and God. So if you enjoyed this. Oh, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> so, you know, that was a good emotional little thing right now. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you enjoyed this, you know, um, just share the pot. We're not asking for anything. But, um, yeah. Like it if you felt like this was for a yeah. friend, a family member. Yeah, send it. 
And if you guys if you guys have any questions, let us know. And if you guys have any suggestions on what we should talk about, um, just send it in. Like um, we're learning we're with learning. you. Yes, we're learning all of this. This is all we we learned all this within the past like a couple months, like a month. And this doing this is a test run. Yeah, and this is just the beginning, y'all. Y'all see us later. Yeah, in a couple of years. Watch what happens. Yeah, so guys are gonna do a lot of great things, but nah. Peace, fam. Adios. Get up. Get up, baby.